This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider! That's right, and this podcast is brought to you by BeatSource. BeatSource is the new digital music service for open format DJs, and we've got so many amazing new things uh, to present to you and to let you know about today. Um, BeatSource is steadily growing. We've got amazing curators that are keeping all of our playlists updated and you know feeding you all the new things the old things and just updating these playlists but some more exciting stuff to talk about is the offline locker mode which was just implemented in the new version of serato so now there's a folder you can drag songs into while djing from the cloud using BeatSource link but if you disconnect from wi-fi or the internet somehow you will still have these songs downloaded into your serato able to play so next level stuff, um, you don't even have to download these songs or buy them from another service. If you pay for the BeatSource link subscription, they're, they're in there, part of your locker, whatever you've signed up for. Um, also, we've got VIP crates always growing. We've got some really amazing ones, uh, some new ones from A-Track, Steve Aoki. So many cool people have put their VIP crates up there so you can see what they're playing and save it directly into your DJ software. Uh, we also have this web-based DJ app that is going to drop soon. That is crazy. I stayed up for a while just playing with this thing, doing all the different features. It was somewhat mind-blowing to see what this thing can do just straight on their website. I don't know if it's out yet. I think it's coming very soon, but this web-based DJ app for BeatSource is just nuts. It's a whole new way to organize your music, listen to music, come up with mixes, and do all that within the site. Then you can make playlists that then pop up in your Serato or your hardware or software and use it. So BeatSource is changing the game daily, weekly, monthly, all the time. Go on to BeatSource.com and check it out. And now, on to our amazing guest that we've got today. We have got someone on the show today that really shows that there's levels to this, okay? There's levels to this game. From his early days in Baltimore and D.C., interning at Unruly Records, that's right, the legendary Be More label owned by Scotty B, uh, and playing at Love Nightclub in D.C., all the way to moving out to L.A. and becoming Justin Bieber's tour DJ. He tells us the story behind that. Uh, the second time ever Bieber did a show, and he's in Oklahoma at a water park performing with him. That story is just next level. You got to tune in to listen to it. Um, and then we get into talking about his own DJ career, which has flourished and become huge over this time, DJing parties literally all over the world. Um, he's created content. He's always been at the forefront of creating content and having his own brands around that. He also collaborates with amazing brands, which he tells us about. And most recently, he's become Justin Bieber's A&R. So working with Scooter Braun and them to A&R these projects for Justin Bieber. And he He's helped to create the latest project, um, Justice, including the hit single that we're all hearing everywhere, including my wife and son is singing this all the time, Peaches. Uh, that song is killing it, and he was behind the team that uh, helped put all that together. We really learn a lot from this man on this episode. I'm glad I got to catch up with him at this point on his journey, and it's my pleasure to welcome to the show today, DJ Tay James. 
Yo, Tay James, welcome to the 20 Podcast. How are you feeling today, my man? Oh, I'm feeling great, feeling truly blessed, bro. How are you? Uh, same, truly blessed. I feel, you know, excited to have you on the show today and lucky that uh, we're here breathing and doing our 100%. thing and slowly getting back into life, um, you know, through this crazy pandemic thing as DJs, this has affected us so much. Um, so yeah, just grateful for what we got and that, that we can be here doing this. No, hundred percent. Um, and yeah, like things are slowly coming back and I think it's in a positive direction and I'm excited. I'm excited to see what's about to happen for the rest or what the year brings for us. Yeah. Especially as a DJ. So we'll see. I know. I know. So yeah, shout to everybody out there going through it. Um, but this has been, it's been a cool thing to do this podcast and learn how everybody has, you know, adjusted to the pandemic and pivoted. And some people have become these amazing Twitch streamers. And so, you know, I just interviewed um, DJ Shauna and she was the DJ in the bubble during NBA and, and for mm-hmm. the Milwaukee Bucks and everybody has their own thing. And you, you know, obviously have been someone that has had their hand in so many different projects over the years um and you know not only being justin bieber's dj you've now become his personal a and r and i was just reading the article in billboard uh so congrats that is so exciting so cool and so well deserved i think i mean because you're someone that's been working with him since really almost day one right yeah well actually yeah since his second his second show so his first yeah. show was like a small and a small, you know, small venue, but his first big actual show. Yeah. I've been on with him. Yeah. So, I mean that you, you've put in the work and I mean, I feel like at this point you guys are like family. So, uh, when I 100%. saw that he, you know, that you're, that's your new role sort of within there as well as still doing the DJ thing. And I'm sure doing a hundred other things that they trust you with. Um, but that's so cool. And, uh, you had a lot of input in the latest album, I assume, right? Yeah, um, it's a it's a collective of us. Um, okay, like me, like me, Justin Scooter, Josh Goodwin, uh, his, uh, his one of his uh, his other manager, Allison. Like we kind of like in the beginning of the pandemic, we have like a one big group chat. You know what I mean? And right. we just we just started sending music. You know what I mean to each other to see what he would like. And that's yeah. kind of how it started. Like in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, like before the pandemic even started, like let's say like February, I get a call from Justin and Scooter and they both were just like, hey, um, we want you to be a part of this next project. We're going to start sending you music. Like if, if you're going to start listening to it to see if anything that, that will stick out for me. Yeah. You know, I'm like, all right, cool. And this is something I've kind of already been doing. Like I did, I did, you know what I mean? I was in, I did a little bit on purpose. You know what I mean? I did a little bit on changes. So it was just like, it was right. something I was setting myself up to do. And now they just made it an official role for me. So when the pandemic hit, it's like, okay, cool. You know, they, we were in the middle of changes rehearsal, bro. Like we had a rehearsal for a tour we were getting prepared for. And Crazy. literally they cancel, they cancel all of that. Like everything gets stopped and shut down. And you would wow. think that like the, you would think like Justin would just be chilling and it, and it made right. him want to work more. Like he was in Canada. A lot of things were just on zoom you know, FaceTimes, yeah. and he was just literally actively working every single day, going to the studio every single day, listening to music every single day. So that's how it started. It started off 
with me just sending, reaching out to all my producer friends I know, and even up and coming producers and, and making like beat packs for him. Like I would right. put a bunch of, like a bunch of beats, like I'll sort through them, go through everything I like and kind of mark which ones that I think he would like initially and then send him a pack. And then from that pack, he'll listen to everything. If there's anything that stands out, he'll write something to it. And then on top of that, we're getting full, fully cut records. Some records now are not fully cut. Some things that he wants to write on. And that's kind of how the process started. Like, real simple. Right. That's so dope, man. The The new record is like crazy because I feel like the sound of it is all over the place. Like, in a good way. You know, like, almost mm-hmm. like you could tell... Uh, you, you know, an open format DJ and people in the music world had an input on that because, I mean, even the lead single, Peaches, is kind of like a soulful hip-hop beat almost type of thing mm-hmm. where you wouldn't expect that to be the lead single. And then some of the other songs are have almost like that upbeat 80s kind of vibe, I guess you would, I don't know how you describe yeah. it, you know, synth pop or something, but just different and, but very soulful and funky, uh, within it and like, and fun, you 100%. know, like those upbeat songs. So it's just cool. I was, well, I was listening through, you know, trying to hear like your input in there and what was what, but it was, I could hear it. I think. No, I appreciate it. I mean, the, the purpose of like the goal or the purpose of the album this time around was literally like, as you, as you know, we're in a pandemic. So it's just like, there's no clubbing going on. There's no, there's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's a lot of hurt. A lot of people are hurting right now. Yeah. So what can, what kind of project can we do to help tie the whole world together? Like instead of focusing on one genre of music, let's do something that hits all genres. So let's do yeah. Afro beats. Let's read, let's reach out to Beam. Let's reach out to Burner Boy. Let's, let's get the, those sounds. Let's do the emo um, hip hop. Let's reach out to Killer Roy. Let's do a record with him. You know what I mean? Like, if you listen to the project, it's literally all all sounds, all music sounds, like everything, yeah. all genres are literally on that project. And right. that's what I feel like, which is the reason why it's able to translate so much with, with the people, because it's what everyone wanted to hear. And if you don't like, say you don't like everything, you're going to, you're going to listen to them and like, like something. Everyone's going to like something from parents to kids. Everyone's going to like, you know what I mean? Like he really yeah. hit all corners and that's all we were trying right. to accomplish. Yeah, I mean, you're right, because I got an eight-year-old son and a wife, and both of them are like, put on Holy, that's our favorite song. Oh, we want to hear Peaches, you know, and like, I'm driving around, like, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, you know, like, um, and and so they, you're right, you know what I mean? I see it firsthand, kids, uh, parents, and everybody, and the DJ dad, you know, so, like, it it definitely hit all of those um, angles, and that's what I was going to say was did the pandemic affect how the music was made and even the sessions and the producers that were picked and you worked with, um, and you sort of just spoke on it, but yeah, I was wondering if that, that had a big I mean, impact. A lot of it, like, um, like for example, I locked in, I got connected, I got connected with Skrillex pretty early in the process. And, um, nice. And like from someone that I've met like briefly in the past to now, like me and him have like a good working relationship and we're like friends now. Like, you know what I mean? That, that happens yeah. because of the pandemic. That's me, him and Josh Goodwin going through songs of him and tweaking, tweaking, you know, yeah. reference records is to make sure that it's perfect. And it's going through everything with him through zoom. Like we're not, we're not in person, like, you know what right. I mean? And then setting up zoom calls with everybody so we can all listen to music. So like, yeah, the process was different, but at the same time, I feel like it was very unique and I feel like it, it, it would help make the project sound how it does. 
like for us to be justin in canada i'm in la you know what i mean people in different like john bellion who did a lot of writing is in you know he was in jersey i think or philly you know what i mean with his family like yeah all this is set up through zoom facetimes and just we had to get it done and like and as things started to open back up, people started to feel a little bit more comfortable about being with, around other people. That's when you were able to set up like in-person sessions. But right. I, I really tip my hat, hat off to Justin. Like he really quarterbacked the situation. Like he went like the writers that he wanted to write with, he got in contact with the producers he wanted to work with, he got in contact with. And then, you know what I mean? We just kind of just started playing ball with each other. Everyone just started picking up the slack and just making it like a team effort, honestly. Yeah, that's dope. And I know that like an A&R is, is something that for some DJs is kind of like a natural progression because that's what we do already. You know, we're trying to exactly listen to music at all times and find the appropriate place for it and, and pair it with the right people or the right events or whatever we're DJing. Um, so was that like, what have you learned um, about going from being a DJ to an A&R and like, what are some of the skills that you utilize from being a DJ and being an A&R that you've learned and figured out? One thing I'm, I'm really, really, really happy, bro, is the fact that like, you know how like we're able to DJ around the world. Like when the world was yeah. open, we were able to DJ around the world from uh, like, like, I'll, like, even, like, for example, like I'll, I'll I had residencies in Australia. I was in Japan. I was in Asia. I was in Mexico for spring break. I was, you know what I mean? Like I was, yeah. you know, New York, Miami, like, so all the major, so think about it, we're all in, in all the major cities in the world. And right. just from that knowledge alone, we kind of know what everybody wants to hear in the world. So it's just mm -hmm. like, I was able to take this, just use my DJ ear and, and implement it in a way where I haven't really had to before. And with DJing kind of being on hold, I, I was able to literally focus on just being an A&R, focus on just listening to music. Because it's kind of like the same thing as DJing, but now you're DJing for bigger, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. I, for example, so like the joy of DJing for us is like the reaction we get from watching the crowd. Like we watch the crowd and the reaction we get off of that is the joy. Like, okay, everyone had a good time. Like for A&R and for me, it's like now I'm, it's like I'm it's like I'm putting together a set list for the biggest party on the like in the world. It's like I'm DJing for the world now. Like not just yeah. for this one club, not just totally. for this one city. It's like I'm literally being a part of a team that's creating something for the world. So it's just like, all right, cool. Like what do people want to hear? And that's that was yeah. the first like what do you want to do? Like what's the like what do you want to get across? What do people want to hear? And like it's like I was saying earlier, like the world's, you know, the world's in pain right now. So it's like let's let's just make music that brings everybody together and you know what i mean and, and it has those sonics you know what i mean like the melodies yeah. it's like everything light you know what i mean real light and not too dark like not too dark everything is all literally like putting everybody together man and yeah i think so that's that's kind of the reason I, I i'm just happy that i was a dj because like without being a dj i don't think i would be able to <laughs> execute this job the way I, you know what i mean and just like yeah. just knowing just like you know what i mean like you just like you know your crowd like i know justin like i know what he likes like i can yeah i can listen to a song and and know within 15 seconds of listening to a song that he's not gonna like it or not right and that's also just knowing your crowd so that's how you know that's one i don't yeah. know if i answered your question directly my no dad. no you definitely <laughs> answered it no i mean I, I just you know like i ask it for my own personal reasons and because i know a lot of djs listening you know 
um, are have all different levels of experience and probably don't even some don't even know what a and Ring is or how they would get mm-hmm. into it or how they could utilize their skills as a DJ and bring it to that level. And to me, I think having you on board, I mean, specifically you as yourself, but a, as a DJ, like having a DJ on board, but specifically you is very beneficial to that um, process because like what you said, you've DJed in all of these places around the world. You've connected with all these people. You've practiced, um, you know, succeeding and failing, like playing a song that didn't work or did work. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all been in those positions where it's like, oh, that didn't work. 100%. Let me switch it up. That's how we learn. And so I think a lot of, you know, other people in the music business don't have the the experience or luxury to be able to do that and have tried out the song. So um, I think having it's you like, in there bro, is like, like it's, just, it's honestly just knowing, trusting and knowing what's hot, like what's hot, yeah. like, or like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. not like, not trying to be a follower, not trying to like follow what other people are doing or follow what other artists are doing. And just, yeah. just being unique. And one thing about Justin that I really, really love is he's really him. Like, this is really him. Like, this is really his music. This is something that's coming from his heart. You know what I mean? Like, he, you know what I mean? Even the project we just did, um, Freedom, we did like a last second gospel EP. Um, it started on Thursday night. I walk into the studio. He's like, I want to drop an EP on Sunday. So, okay, let's, let's, let's go to work. Like, I know. Right. I was confused by you know that. I mean? Like, it's amazing. But I was like, wait, did this just come out? Was it part of it? Because I saw the Deluxe Chucks yeah. album or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's part of that. And then I was like, oh, no, it's not. Oh, it's got it's that note new. artwork. And then I was looking at your tweets and the thing. And I'm like, because I was listening to that Freedom song. It's so dope. And I love the incorporation of the Afro beats, you know, sound with it. But it's so natural and it does feel authentic. And, um, and I, I, yeah, I was like, wait, did they release a whole new thing? I'm confused here, but it's so cool. So crazy. So how did that come about? If you Thursday night, they said they want to do it. Thursday night. Yeah. He like, he like all week he's in, he's in the studio working on just working on a bunch of different, this music and he's just writing himself and just being, you know, like expressing himself and the way that he knows how to, which is yeah one way is through music. So he, um, so we're just, you know, we're just vibing. I'm just in there, just making sure that he's okay. Make sure I don't, like if he needs any music or anything like that, I, right. I have it available. And um, he looks over at me and was like, "Yo, where, where's the last beat pack you sent me?" I'm just like, "Oh, okay." So I, said, I had to pull up. I pulled up the last beat pack, and he's just going through music and freedom. I remember I played the record for him, and he's just like, "Yeah, load that up." And he wrote that record within five minutes after that record was done. Wow! Like, and then from. And then, like, he started, you could tell that he started having the idea of, he's like, I think this is going to be an EP. I want to do it. Um, Crazy. I think he already had one, maybe one or two records already kind of written, like skeletons. And yeah. literally, we stayed there all weekend, bro. And we banged it out. And from, like, you know what I mean? He's calling producers, calling the, the people involved on the record. I'm finding records. Like, he's calling uh, Pink Sweats, hop on this. He's calling Chandler Moore, hop on this. Tori Kelly, here you go. Like, he's literally quarterbacking the whole thing. And while he's in the Crazy. studio recording and quarterbacking, I'm doing my thing, typing up credits. You know what I mean? I'm just trying yeah. to just, everybody just kind of just picked up the slack for that. And as a team, we were able to come together and get, and get it done. Like, and that's part of the, that's part of the job. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Picking up the slack, bro, and making sure everyone helps each other. And that's, and that's, and like our team is very, 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 very strong. Like we, we set up a cool community, like where everyone works with each other, everyone 
hangs out with each other. Like we all like, bro, we all play basketball every Sunday, Monday, you know what I mean? That's like that's great. something we do yeah. with, throughout the pandemic. It started off with, with just a basketball game. And then that started just a community of us all just hanging out, you know what I mean? L- loving each other, learning each other, you know what I mean? And then from there working, like, you know what I mean? Some of those, yeah. some of those basketball games would be the time I play music. Like we'll be eating breakfast. I'm like, yo, Justin, listen right. to this. Like, what do you think? Boom. And then, yeah. okay. Yeah. I like that. Or I don't like that. And then from, throughout times of trial and error you learn your crowd like for me i learned like I, i've learned justin over the years like what he likes from this djing his wedding or djing private parties like i know the mood that he likes so right when it comes to like when it came time to doing the project it just kind of was like it, it didn't feel like if you know what i mean it didn't feel like it was pressure because this right. is my friend like this is my homeboy and i already know what he kind of i know because i know it's hot like i know it's hot so I'm, I'm, here we go yeah. let's start here and totally. that's how it worked man freedom freedom is one of my one of my favorite records off that project and it sets oh, me the tone, too. you know what i mean yeah it's so good and and it's crazy when you hear those stories like they wrote it in five minutes like sometimes that's the best song or that ends up being the most classic thing because it just yeah. was like inside of the person and was like meant to come out you know like just like that so and i think the the playing basketball together and getting to know each other and having things that aren't just let's meet up for music or let's meet up for business Mm -hmm. that adds to it like you said you become friends you get to know each other and that gives that that sense of comfortability where you could play each other songs and say i don't like that i do like that and it's not so like personal or like this is your chance to to make the hit or not i guess right yeah you know help no i'm just saying like it it was just something that, um, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when something like special is happening, like yeah. we all kind of, we all kind of tapped in on that. And, and it's just not me. Like it's his creative director, Nick, it's his choreographer, uh, Johnny his musical director, Harv, who also produced peaches. Like oh, wow. we've all been friends. We all been friends with Justin for almost 10 plus years. So, like now it's just like, all right, cool. Within this pandemic, let's all come together. So, you know, everyone's in their head already. Everyone's already feeling some type of way. It's already, it's already right. a bunch of uncertainty going on. Yeah. So it's just like, all right, cool. Like let's come together. Let's create a community. Let's just all support each other. And that's kind of how it started. And from there it helped. You can see it translated on the project because you know what I mean? Like we're working together and everything just started clicking. Like I remember even peaches, bro. Um, Harv and Shindo saw that record, saw Bieber play Peaches originally on a computer, like on, on Instagram, like saw a video of him playing like a stripped down version of it. They right. took that off of Instagram and like made a beat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Took that off of Instagram, made a beat. Harv sent it back to to Justin. Just like, hey, like I made this off your off your video. Justin sent it back to him with a verse. <laughs> Already, Crazy. you know what I mean? Like, and then like next, you know, Gibeon's on there. Next, you know, Daniel Caesar on there. You know, wow. and then like, boom, like it, it just you could tell like, and we were listening to that song all summer before it came out. Like, oh yeah, this is a hit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we knew yeah. it's a hit. Like, you know, and you know, as a DJ, you know when a song is just when everyone is singing something, when everyone remembers, when like the hook is so catchy. That's what catches right. everybody is the hook, and that's yeah. when you know. You know what I mean? That's right. when you know you have something. For sure. I mean, that's the kind of hook where you after a while start replacing the words with other just random shit in your life you know what i mean you're like i got this oh yeah this you know it's like it has that no, like, response factor where you could just talk about making your dinner and like put it in there and it mm-hmm. works like my kid sings it you know and like i'm like 
you know i'm like don't worry about the weed part and the bitch part but the uh (laughs) i'm like you'll learn about that later in life (laughs) but at the same time like for like for justin for him just to be like like that's a that's a part of connecting to everybody like yeah you know what sure. i mean like it's a part like that record i feel like it hits all angles it hits up north it hits down south yep. it hits out west so it connects everybody connects everything together and as you know man like if you listen to a record stripped down and it's and it's and it hits it'll work anyway like if any record yeah. like you know like if you hear peter stripped down like we did for npr that's what got everyone so excited for the song because they're like, it sounds amazing like this. So I can't wait to hear what the original song is going to sound like. Right. And that's what happened. So it's just like listening to an acapella. You know, yeah. when you listen to an amazing acapella, you're just like, ah, I can do so much with this. I can either cut right. with it or I could put over this beat or I could put over, or I can just, you know what I mean? I can like, yeah. I can have time. There's so many things you can do when you get a good acapella. And that's yeah. kind of like when you find a great record. Yeah, exactly. That's why I try to tell DJs and producers and anyone doing creative things that they get so caught up in the perfection of it or the little details when you're like, if something is dope, it's dope. And and people yeah. can tell right away. That's why some music sounds horrible, but it's still popular because it doesn't matter about the sonics all the time. Like it just matters if it's something dope and that will exactly. resonate with people. And even as DJs, we'll hear something like, oh, that's just a good idea. I could work with it. I don't care if the acapella sounds bad or whatever it is. So same kind of thing. Um, yeah. And the tiny desk thing for NPR, that was so cool. The way you guys broke it down. I love the fact that you were scratching on every track. That was just from mm-hmm. a DJ perspective. I'm like, I love to see this because a lot of people are probably watching and not knowing what the DJ is going to do or whatever, but you were as in there as all the other musicians and picked different sounds that went with the songs and had the like, woo sound mm-hmm. on the fresh, you know, and all the different things. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I love to see that. And the way you guys put together that whole show uh, was cool because it's probably hard to have to produce it yourself, I guess, remotely or however they had you do it. And bro, that's all literally we've been doing if you notice like like while we were dropping singles we were also giving fans content like we're doing yeah. every award show like but we, we 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 flew to uh paris uh a few like early early march for his birthday oh. just to shoot content just oh, to crazy. shoot literally just to shoot content and it's coming out tomorrow like you'll see it tomorrow it's, it's, it looks amazing but we're doing all this in anticipation wow. for our album you know what i mean like so while we are making the good like making great music we're also we also knew and already had the foresight to like we need to have content around this as well. So that's why right. you see NPR. That's why you see like us doing the Kids Choice Awards or and it's like or Vivo the Vivo performances. Like you have yeah. to give visuals to this to this project and and within these times, you know what I mean. Like Good Morning America. It's not like we could go to New York and do it. No, we're gonna shoot it in the studio and give you a dope visual. Like you know what I mean. Like Japan, we can't go to Japan, but we're gonna shoot a a dope visual for you that's going to yeah. resonate for you guys so i mean like we you do what you do what you came with what you got you know what i'm saying like if we can't do yeah. anything like we still had to figure out ways to be creative and i feel like we accomplished that yeah totally i think like in the face of you know adversity or or just not being able to do certain things and especially during this time it's like once in a lifetime you know everybody in the whole world being locked inside not being able to do stuff um you have to 
figure out a way to make it happen one way or another. So it yeah. seems like you, you're definitely doing that. Um, is there any other stuff you've kind of learned from being in the pandemic, like just about resilience and having to come back? Man, um, I mean, I, I, yeah, sorry, my bad. Like I low key no, was, I low key was kind of like in a weird spot because think about it. Like DJing is our way of releasing stress or right. you know our way to release you know or just to be creative we do that yeah. through djing and when it's completely shut down like i'm not gonna lie bro i didn't do really any live streams or, or twitches i didn't want to do any of that because that's not yeah i don't really i don't get i don't get the same um reaction like i don't get the same feel for djing so it kind of right. made me like okay it kind of made me be like maybe this is God telling me I need to chill from DJing, like still DJ, but maybe I need to focus on some other stuff. And that's yeah. what I had to do. Like once I started diving deep into um, this A&R role, it kind of helped me use my ear for DJing, but apply it to this situation. And, right. you know, really dive deep, really be just listening to, to all different types of new artists and this being up on new music and just, okay, cool. Who's this person represented by? Like it became a whole new hustle, which, yeah which is a-okay like that's this is this is what we do bro it's like it's like djing at a new club that you've never been to before and you got to figure out you got to figure out and read the room within yeah. the first you know what i mean so that's kind of how i i applied it for for being an a r like if i can't dj then i need to be able to use music to help me release myself cr creatively somehow and that's how yeah. it started so and what also helped is when we started doing spot dates and doing little mini shows like we did the new year's eve show at the top of the year like being right. in rehearsals, being able to touch turntables again, that kind of helped me like get back into, okay, cool. I can still do this. I still have something that I'm being prepared for, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to lie, bro. Not being able to DJ a party kind of messed me up for a little bit. Like I bought a yeah. dog. <laughs> How sad I was. <laughs> I had to buy a dog, bro. I bought a dog. How sad I was, bro. I was so sad, man. Like, and then oh, it's just like, I didn't want, like, as a DJ, I've always wanted to be my whole career. I've always wanted to come in a different way so if everyone's doing live streams like i can't i'm not i'm not trying to jump in that game everyone's doing this so like how can i come in and be unique and still be a yeah. dj and i was just like all right cool let me just focus on being an a r and really shine and this and really do my thing and put my best foot forward and it will pay off it will work out and that's what started happening so it's great yeah jump forward I, a year later like you know what i mean like djing is about to open back up we got the number one album in the country peaches is was number one it's gonna go back to number one so it's just like i'm just excited and that's really just hard work and dedication bro honestly yeah totally i think that it it's like you said it was everybody was taught different lessons during this time and like you said it was just god going okay this is what you're supposed to do with all the time you put in up to this now you need to work on this, you know, and, and other yeah, people, bro. they it's, found their way in the live streaming. But, you know, you have other stuff going on. You have the the opportunity to be the A&R for these projects and then as well as do these tiny desks. You know, it's a different thing for people that are just stuck in their house and, and only DJing. Then then that can be their outlet. But I think it was a, a great opportunity I needed, for you. I needed time to set up business. There's things that I was trying right. to work on that I couldn't work on because I was so consumed in DJing. Like even before the pandemic, I was getting to a point and maybe you could relate. I was low key getting burnt out. Like I, I was DJing. Yes. I was literally DJing so much to the point where it's just like, this is becoming like a job. 
And I never really want yes. DJing to become a job. DJing has never really been a job for me. It's been fun. But yeah. it's about, I was DJing so, so much, bro, like to the point where I was just like low-key exhausted from DJing. And then like, okay, February comes around. I get I get hired to be A&R. And I'm just like, okay, cool. So I can A&R and I can be on tour. This is going to be a cool experience. We could do both. And then yeah. the pandemic happened. So literally, God put the opportunity in my way a week before the pandemic hit. So like the pit, right. like I get the job and then the pandemic happened. So it's just like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I need to figure this out. Like I, you know, I have to really figure yeah. this out. And yeah. you know what I mean? I'm happy. Really. Yeah, that's great, man. I'm, I'm so I'm happy for you. And, and you've always been someone, uh, I think that's thought a few steps ahead. I mean, I remember even when I met you, uh, you were doing, we know the DJ and you had, you know, you were filming whole YouTube episodes and like doing so much with, with that project. And I know you have a ton of other projects that you, like you said, different businesses and, and different projects that you do to this day. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it was just, it was meant to be in a way and, and like the same way this podcast came to me right before the pandemic as well. I'm like, thankfully I, I've started doing this and now it's like something for me to do and it's become this whole thing. So yeah, you just have to like be able to, I guess, notice the things around you and, and not be afraid to lean into them and try new stuff and, and realize that your past experiences are going to help you in ways that you probably wouldn't have ever been able to predict. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Um, that's, that's dope. And so, um, yeah, like, what, what music are you, what, what music are you listening to right now? Oh, am I listening to music? No, I don't think yeah, so. Like, are you, you don't No, no, I'm saying in general, like in general, oh, I was like, like, you hear something in the podcast. Damn. I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to have to re-record it. I'm like, yo, I just got the Bieber bumping in the background the whole time. Um, I mean, music wise, I'm like all over the place. Like I made, I've been doing this thing sometimes cause we're home all the time. So like all the new music comes out on Friday a lot of the time. And so I'll be up late on Thursday and I'll try to as far as I can get in like new music Friday and all these new playlists, I'll try to go mm-hmm. through all the new music that comes out and make these playlists of new stuff for the week. And um, I'll just find like everything from, I love Afro beats. I mean, there's so much good Afro beats uh, stuff coming mm-hmm. out, but um just a lot of like indie i don't even know what it's called like indie rock indie dance like eclectic there's this one uh playlist on spotify called pollen and whoever curates it it's like really good like it's i don't know how you describe it there's like no genre but it's just like really cool sounding uh music and it's like good music good good sounding music good sounding music but i mean there'll be hip-hop songs in there there'll be spaced out mellow songs there's like you know k tronada sounding type stuff um I, I just you know i've been i've always been into a very eclectic mix of music but since the since it shows in your mixes it shows, <laughs> yeah, in your DJ. it shows really in your djing yeah thanks i try to just really mix it all up and and like it depends what i'm doing you know if i'm on tour with blink 182 i'm going hard into like high energy and and rock and like mixing everything together edm and hip-hop but if i'm doing like a netflix party you know for a movie i'm trying to cater to that so it's just um you know i just try to stay on top of whatever's been coming out new stuff and um 
I don't know. That's I'd have to look key, through bro. my playlist. Yeah. That's yeah. literally been the key. I, I, I had never, I've never really listened to so much playlist back in the day, but now I do. It's to be yeah. up on what's coming out, just to have, just to see what's happening. And just yeah. to, you know what I mean? Like, and anything is to know the lay of the land. You got to read the room. You know what I mean? So I got to right. know what's coming out. So I catch myself being more on that side, which is, which is cool. It's interesting. Um, yeah. It's kind of like going to a club and checking out a DJ spin that you haven't heard before. Right. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm literally, any situation, I try to apply like a DJ rule to it, and it kind of helps me see it that way. So, yeah. Me too. I I try to, I can relate anything to DJing in a way. You know, that's my way to understand anything that's out of my wheelhouse. Like, I'm like, well, as a DJ, we do this. Even with my son, like, he's super athletic, and I was never like the biggest athlete i wasn't good you know like him and but and and he will deal with things and i just can relate it back to djing like well look i I couldn't (laughs) understand how to do these techniques yet you know you're trying to understand this soccer kick where it curves to the side like i had to practice to do this and or you know failures and getting back up and getting back on it so yeah i try to relate everything back to djing um and even twitch like it's nice to be able to hear DJs from around the world. And um, like you said, listening to the podcast is like listening to a DJ from somewhere else. Like I can go and hear a DJ in Brazil and then someone in Tokyo and then someone in New York and, and Mm -hmm. really get a feeling for what they're feeling. Even though a lot of the Twitch DJs tend to play more nostalgic or like old school or like, uh, I don't know, like that up-tempo Catronata kind of vibe. Like, it's, yeah. even Twitch DJs have their own sort of like style. Like, vibe. it's a thing yeah. now. Like, it's really a thing now. Like, I, yeah. And I tip my hat because, like, like if you were able to do that, like, I, 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 I just couldn't do it, bro. Like, I tried. Like, my setup wasn't the dopest look. Like, I didn't have like a cool DJ dojo. I'm over here, like everyone. I'm looking out there, like, you, like you, you have to look a certain. It has to look a certain way, right? And I just, I know, I could never get my crib to look like how anybody else looked like, and it just kind of discouraged <laughs> me, bro. It really did. And then it was so many, it was so many people. Once D Nice, like, once D Nice did the numbers he was doing, I'm like, I, I, I need Crazy. to find something else to do. <laughs> I was like, I got to find something else. I got to find something else to help me get in here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh I got my to. God. I know, I know. But it's been cool for the DJs. But yeah, D-Nice, I mean, f- infinite props to D-Nice D- for what he's done and continues Literally to do. Only, I mean, you know, last night I logged on, he's on, he's live all night still. I'm like, you're still doing it every night on Instagram. Yeah, this is listen, insane. Literally the only man that can be all night on Instagram live. He's the, he got the, he's the only DJ that can do it, man. The, the only, one, yeah, yeah. he's got the pass. Yeah. He's got the like people like, get that the, triple the, A pass <laughs> at Coachella. He has like the one yeah. beyond that. <laughs> yeah, he got like he has, here you go. Like, <laughs> he has the one you get straight from the owner of Golden Voice. There's a you know he's like okay, you got the Instagram, you got the Zuckerberg. Don't get pulled off. <laughs> That's so funny. That is I know, so but funny. even he got pulled off. I talked to him. I, I was on this show on Sirius XM with him recently, a couple weeks ago, and we talked. And he's gonna come on the podcast soon, so I gotta grill him on like how that went down. But he was saying that yes, he he doesn't even know how he gets pulled off or not and that he still gets pulled off for certain things. But, um, but I think they definitely give him some kind of pass cause he was able to do like a Prince tribute and things that you would for sure get pulled off for. Exactly. So, I played, I tried to do Instagram live. I played two songs. Got, I got kicked off four times. I said, I'm not doing this no more. Yeah. I said, I'm not, 
well, I need an eye rig. I'm like, I'm like I can't do all of this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really your phone's like, sorry, Instagram has been deleted from your phone forever. You're like, no, what'd you do to me? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to start doing that to DJs. This will self-destruct if you keep DJing for seven more minutes. In, in, in 4.5 seconds, it will self-destruct, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg pops up on your screen like, listen, buddy, I'm going to get you. <laughs> You're like, leave me alone. No, nah, but I I'm happy because I feel like he denies opened the conversation for Instagram to allow creatives to do things in their life. Like yeah. he kind of like broke the mold. Like he is going to, he's the part of the reason why they're going to make this a, you know, a situation or a program. They might allow the bandwidth or allow creators to start doing more on live. And yeah. I feel like he's the reason why that happened. And yeah. my hat tips off to him. I saw him, I saw him a couple of weeks ago at a, at a Lubitin event. Me and him were just talking and catching up. I think he's working on music right now. He just dropped a single with Neo. So yeah. like, congrats to him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all the work people have been doing is going to pay off. Like everyone has been DJing on Twitch. That's going to pay off. Cause now you have a, a loyal fan base that's going to follow right. you everywhere now. You yeah. Know what I mean, so I it's agree. just like everyone that puts certain work in, it's going to pay off because that what that, I feel like, you know, besides the fact that it was a sad year and a lot of people passed away. I feel like for some people it was also a very productive year. Because right. they were able to focus on what really mattered. You know what I mean? Whether it's you connecting with old friends, you connecting with old family members. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if you took this time and were, were productive, like, you would definitely start seeing the fruits of your labor coming this year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And even if you just, like, survived and you get to come back with this new, you know, motivation and passion for whatever you want to put into now you know what i mean it's like we've we, the slate has been wiped clean for a lot of people so it's a good opportunity Bro. for younger people or different people just to come back into it and approach it how they want with a new energy and you got to go to sleep at 10 p.m if that's what you want to do or you know whatever over this year 100%. Arrested. Or even think about it bro like think about the amount of djs who weren't really djing excuse me yeah, who weren't really yeah. djing for the culture but like yeah. we're just djing because if they thought it looked cool or whatever and right. you and i you and i have both came into that situation where oh i didn't get this event but they hired this person because <laughs> of yes and then like i feel like with the pandemic all that like like everybody that was faking the funk with dj and is not even around anymore oh yeah like, i mean like everybody who just started dj and is for like you know since they thought it was a fad they have to realize this is not a fad this is something that is it's a lifestyle it's something that's in your blood it's something that you feel every single day like it's just yeah. not something that you just oh i can't dj no more i'm done with i'm done with turntables i'm gonna go do this that's not what this is like it's right. something that as you know, like, cause you've been DJing for a long time. Just like me, I started at 12, bro. Like I got my turntables at 12. Once I learned how to blend two records and it, it unlocked something in my head that I never let go. Like it, yeah. it literally unlocked something in my head that I was just like, Oh, okay. I get it. You know what I mean? Yes. I know exactly what that's, you mean. That's yeah. the feeling, bro. And that's what I'm saying. And I feel like, like I was saying, besides me being exhausted with DJing, it was also getting to the point where it's like, it's, it's a lot of DJs out here. It's a lot. It's like, it was, it was a lot. So I feel like yeah. the real is coming back, bro. That's all. That's all I I'm agree. Thinking. I totally agree. Yeah, exactly. Like we got into this for the right reasons and, um, you know, just for the love of music and wanting to introduce music to other people and like-minded people. And like, and that's what you're able to do now with the A&R and, you know, you're really setting yourself up for so many amazing projects that you're going to be able to do in the future 
you know, for this, you know, from, from this point on, I think. Um, and it's, you're not just stuck trying to chase gigs like a lot of other DJs kind of get stuck in that rut like that. So that's dope. And that's crazy. You started when you were 12 years old. So, so can we hear about like the genesis of uh, Tay James? Like, how did it start? Um, you were 12 years old. You're in Baltimore. Is that right? Yeah, Baltimore. Um, I, uh, what's it called again? I remember I bought like a, a cheap little turntable from a yard sale and didn't have a mixer, but I had the amp. It was all old stuff. And I had to put like right. two quarters on the, on the needle just so I can try to fix yeah. scratch. I begged right. my parents, I begged my parents for turntables, like the Gemini set up everything in one box. Yeah. And the person, like the person who like, you know, DJ Scribble, DJ Scribble, I always yeah. give him, I'm always say that he's the reason why I got into DJ because I was sit spring break that year. I forgot what year it was. Oh, let's say 97, like 97, 98, whatever, what year it was. I don't know. Right. But that spring break, DJ Scribble's completely on fire. He was doing you know mtv spring break on tv he's he's hosting he's djing he's interviewing artists he's uh like he had like he was djing on the ground he had like three different tv shows he was on on mtv and he was controlling everything and i was just like that's what i wanted i want to do that whatever this guy is doing i want to do that you know what i mean like yeah i'm saying that's what (laughs) i want to do and that and then i begged my parents for some turntables my my brother all his friends are, are djs and we're like all like legendary djs in baltimore and dc so he kind of taught me the basics like he taught me how to blend two records together and once he taught me that i kind of just i was in my basement every single day just trying to figure yeah. out what records i can blend together and like as you know before this is before like bpm numbers so yes yeah or you had to organize all your records by sound like if it sounded yeah. the same you put it over here or, you know or exactly. this is your down south crate or this is your east coast crate or this is your you know what i mean mid-temple crate like yeah and that's and that's how that's how it starts bro you know what i mean being part of a record pool i was uh i got signed up with a record pool called unruly and they kind of just took me in and showed me the game at like 14 15 i was around Ali, that's where i met alize that's where i met like uh jay clax and dj quicksilver um it's a bunch of djs from the dc dmv area um even like me going to college bro i went to hampton university and one of the big djs there was baby drew if you're familiar with baby drew he um was of chris course. brown's dj at one point he and yeah i think he's he in atlanta now right Grammy. yeah yeah he's in atlanta and i think he produced and worked with uh diplo and got a right. grammy all right so like i was his roommate going to college and just looking at oh, everything dope. he was doing so he, he got he got with chris brown i'm just like i'm just look, <laughs> i'm looking at everything he's doing like this guy yeah. chris brown i need to get i need to get me with an artist i need to get on tour he always used to come back home he was getting shoes stuff new packages shit to the house he already had new music i'm like man this is what i want to do right. so throughout my life I've, I've had like role models to show me like the way like i remember getting out to la and i and i'm with beaver and the guy who was killing everything was ruckus i'm like man ruckus is everywhere like he's doing this yeah. he's doing that like i need to be i need to you know so i started, bro, I, I literally i started stalking ruckus bro i went to every party he did he dj i went to all his parties wow. and it was just like yo i'm just i just i need some advice like help me out this can be my friend <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? like yeah so like every like even um back in the day before i even came out to like early like early like the early years 14 15 like before there was youtube like how do you learn how to dj 
as a kid, how do you learn? Like, well, you have to buy a DVD. Like, right. no, you have to go shadow people. You have to literally go meet meet with DJs and go figure this out. So, my job, like, my plan was, all right, cool. I'm gonna carry Alize Records and I'm gonna sneak into the club. And that's yeah. all I did for three, four years. Snuck into the club with him, carrying his records, and just learn. Like watching him, that's how I learned how to DJ. Just watching other DJs DJ and be like, oh, cool. That's when you play a record. This is the climax of the party. This, You know what I mean? Like, this is how you yep. drop records. This is how you do blends. Like, you know what I mean? Like timing. But that's kind of what, like, I went through like a little boot camp early on. And I feel like that really, right. you know what I mean? Just kind of helped me. Oh, for sure. I mean, that that's what you got to do. And that's what we always talk about this on this podcast is like, just being there is the main thing. You know what I mean? Being being there for the experience and also just for the for the other people that may help you to know that you're like a dependable person that's going to be around and putting out in the universe what you want, you know, in the same way you're mm-hmm. like, I want that. Boom. I'm going for it. You know what I mean? And you made it happen. I think sounds like you made all of that happen and even more eventually. And like, that's the way you need to approach it rather than just waiting for it to come to you or hoping for it or watching from the outside. You got to just be out there and try to make it happen one way or another. Um, yeah, just create like create your own lane. Like that's what a DJ yeah. is. It's always been creating your own lane and being unique and being different and yeah, coming with a new with a new style. Coming, I remember when I first moved out to LA and I started DJing out here. I was just like, my style is completely different. I'm gonna do well out here because I'm coming from a whole. I'm coming from the East Coast, so right. I'm, and and I'm and I've been on tour, so I'm I'm gonna come with yeah. a whole new style out here. And I, and and I literally went to every club and listened to every dj and i was just like you know what i know why i'm unique and i know why i would do well out here and it started to translate and that happens with any city you go to you go to miami it's not going to be the same crowd that it is in la like right. you, certain certain records you play in la doesn't work in miami certain records you, you play in in new york don't you know what i mean or in yeah. la won't work in in new york and vice versa like you really got to sure. learn i remember the first time i went to london and dj crashed and burned so bad because i just didn't know what was going on and bro i'm talking about this is when london like before streaming guys like like a record would be hot in the united states and it wouldn't hit europe for another six seven months like right you know what right. i mean like i remember meek mill i'm a boss was the hottest record in the states the hottest record you went the i went over to london they did not know the record at all like no one knew the <laughs> song at all and it's because it's like nothing was connected it didn't hit radio yet it didn't hit urban radio yet like it's so you gotta I learned I started to learn my crowd, read the room like we've always been talking about and linking with DJs in different cities and yeah. knowing what they play and like, okay, this is what you guys play out here. And that's something I just started doing. Every time I went to a new city, I would link with a DJ and build and trade music with them and just try to understand, you know what I mean, like what's going on here. Like, you know, yeah. I mean? like the worst totally. feeling is crashing and burning and when you think you're doing something hot, like playing all the records that you think is hot and no one's and no, it's not moving the needle at all everybody's just like you haven't been here before <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then you're like so, i know oh god it's like the worst yeah, feeling but you gotta go through feeling, it bro. like i don't think any successful dj has not gone through that you know at least a few times you know been in a new mm. place and not done well that's how you learn i'm sure it's same with comedians you know like 
oh, these jokes yeah, you, worked here. And then now this is everyone's like booing me and throwing shit at me. <laughs> like, it's just. It's just stepping stones. You have like, no one's perfect. Like, no one yeah. is ever perfect. Like, you know what I mean? There's been nights where I feel like I did terrible and people are like, man, you killed that thing tonight. And oh, like, my God. So many <laughs> times, right? So you mentioned Unruly. Is that like the Unruly Records, like, Be More label? Like the, yeah. like, leg- Scotty so, B? Yeah, so Scotty B, I, I oh, came wow. up underneath Scotty B, Sean Caesar. Sean Caesar went to my high school back in the day. Scotty B and Sean, yeah. So Scotty B and Sean Caesar were were good friends with my my brothers. So, wow. Yeah, I came up. I was an intern there, so I interned there from like fourteen to about to about eighteen, and then when Crazy. before I went off to college, they signed me to the label as one of their DJs. So, K Swift, wow. rest in peace, like the Club yeah. Queen, K Swift, like. Bro, I remember meeting Diplo back in the day, Wes back in the day when I was like 15. He was coming down just to right. wake up with Scotty B and trade music yeah. and get sounds. And because the Baltimore Club, like if you notice, like it was huge, it was huge, bro. And it it's coming oh, back huge. around because a lot of DJs are using the sounds right now. But uh, yeah. this is the time where like DC was go go, Baltimore was Baltimore Club, and you bro, you'll go into a party and the DJ will play Baltimore Club for an hour and a half, and then it'll be like 30 minutes of like your hip-hop hits and then back to Baltimore club for the rest of the party like that's what right. it was that's what that was that was my growing up like you, you know what i mean it was literally this Baltimore club influence different dances dance crews it was like a huge a huge thing so from working there is what i feel like you know what i mean gave me the knowledge i was around all djs every yeah. day and i had to pull my own weight every day that's where i met alizé like so I was just like, I mean, this is like, I was a sponge. I learned from, I took a piece from every DJ over there. Like, and then even on the business side, like I was able to learn how to market myself, like how to right. take a mixtape and like market myself and, and make sure it hits the certain markets or hit the certain, you know, groups of people that you wanted to hit. Like when I went to my, when I went to college um, and I first got there as a freshman and I, and I was like, okay, cool. Who's the DJ on campus? And like, <laughs> if it was like, it was we're, it's it's a it's a it's an OG DJ now. His name is DJ Vince. He was like running all the campuses. But I lo- like I love Vince. I love Vince. But it's just like I'm I'm right. 18 and you're like you're in your 40s now, bro. It's time for me to come in here and do my thing. So <laughs> I realized I like I realized that uh, what no one no one was doing mixtapes like that wasn't that wasn't like a thing down there. But it was a thing in Baltimore or right. like you know the East Coast. Like that's that, before streaming. You do mixed like mixtapes is how you got new music. So I'm yeah. like, all right, cool. I'm gonna come down here with a with a with a Hampton University mixtape. That's what I'm gonna do. Like, put all the new music on there, and I'm gonna just flood the campus. And that's what I did, bro. And you know what I mean? I flooded my campus. I literally re- released at least twenty different mixtapes, hundred thousand CDs all throughout the campus. Like, you know what I mean? Like every couple months, you got a new DJ T. James mixtape. Yeah, and like that's crazy. You, you would walk around campus and hear you will hear my drops in everyone's cars or in radio or in the dorm rooms. And that's how you flood the campus. And then that from there, it was just like, all right, cool. We want you to DJ. And then you start just getting your own gigs and just, you know what I mean? Doing your thing. And I, from, from just doing college parties, I got introduced to um, my, my boy dropped out of college and started throwing parties at Love Nightclub in D.C., which was like a legendary nightclub. It was probably one of the biggest clubs on the East Coast. Right. I, I don't know if you're familiar. You remember the um, Cameron Oh Boy video? Or yeah. no, uh, Hey Ma video, Cameron, Hey Ma. Yeah, yeah. Hey Ma, what's up? Yeah, so that was filmed in this club. So it was oh, like a legendary crazy. space back in the day. So that's that was my first big residency. Like every week, three, 4,000 people 
killing it. Like, right. you know what I mean? That's, college yeah. party, like the biggest that's college huge. party, one of the biggest college party on the East Coast. And that's kind of what made me into the DJ. Like, I was able to do everything there. Like, right. So, yeah, it's just, as you know, this is the come up is it of a DJ, bro. $300 a week was, was love. You know what I mean? My oh, rent yeah. was 600. My, my rent was 600 a month. I said, okay, this is easy. I'm going to do this like this. <laughs> I know. I I, I mean, I I remember the days. But yeah, exactly. I mean, when they someone would say they give you a few hundred dollars, it was like, oh, this is crazy. I get this to DJ. I'm DJing already in my room. Um, I love you now, bro. I worked at Best Buy, bro. I worked at Best Buy because the discount was amazing and it was able. It was a way for me to like know what new music was coming out and it's like okay, I can get equipment. Uh, Bro, I remember I. I got asked to do like a kitty disco, like, you know what I mean? Whatever at some, some club. And yeah. what happened? I got paid like 400, 450 or something like that, which was like my, my, my dub, my biweekly check at Best Buy. I right. called it. I'm like, I'm not coming back here, man. <laughs> I said, yo, I said, I got, yo, what? They try to get mad at me for something. I was just like, you know what, guys, I don't really need to work here anymore. Like I, I'm, if I can do this, if I can get paid this, I can just do this. Like I'll figure it yeah. out you know oh, like i'll I, figure it out i definitely can relate to that i remember quitting a job after finally making some money from djing and i was like oh i could do this and then i had to go back it goes up and down <laughs> i had to go back and get another job but exactly. i knew that there was a way out i got a way shittier mm-hmm. job that i could for sure not care about quitting and then i was like all yeah. right i'm just gonna keep doing it and then when it got enough i'm like all right i'm out of this job and now if i if i have to go back after this then i'm like something's wrong with me but it was uh yeah i mean i, I totally i relate to what you're saying uh, in that respect and that's so dope that um you got your start at unruly records because it really plays into what you're saying about um, finding your own lane, being your own person, bringing something different to the table. They're the epitome of that. I mean, they created their own mm-hmm. genre and the way the they marketed themselves. You knew every DJ who they were. They had DJ drops on their songs before any mm-hmm. DJs were having drops on their songs, I feel like. Um, and, and, and they were influencing popular music and people didn't even know it in popular <laughs> music, you know, and and people like Diplo and Mark Ronson and AM and different people are playing Be More stuff and no one even knew what it was. They played a banana split in LA. People were like, what is this music? You know, and I remember going to Philly with Mark Ronson and doing a gig um, at a spot. And uh, yeah, I think like Spank Rock was there and like this dude Brendan Brigham and they were playing Be More stuff and it was the reaction. I hadn't seen the reaction like that. It was like people really knew what was up, you know, like in Philly with it. And I was like, this exactly. is crazy. So, so when I did this college party at Love Nightclub, um, so it, it was in D.C. So there's so many different colleges in the area. There's so many different people from around the world. So it's yeah. just like, or, not, or even like around the country coming to one area. So it's like, all right, yeah. cool. It was like a melting pot. So like, imagine me playing that bottom of club music at a club in dc where because you're not even really they don't even really play club music in dc like that at the time right because dc's so go-go but in this yeah. college party it, you could get away with it because there was so many different people from like philly jersey baltimore going to different schools in dc and then it translated in the party and like you know what i mean like me going down to college it translated at my college parties because there was a mad there's philly here there's dc here there's jersey here which is all you know what i mean baltimore and it just made me realize, all right, cool. You need to have music for everybody. Like that's the whole point of being a DJ. You need to be able to please everyone. You, 
you want to be able to go to different rooms and play the music that you need to be able to play. And yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, I just talked like, to Scotty B the other day. That's the funny thing. Like Scotty called really? me the other day, just saying like, "Hey, congrats on the Billboard. Like, I really see you doing your thing. Like, you want to talk about an OG? Somebody you need to have on your show is Scotty B, man. He's literally a the OG of OGs. Oh man, like, that would be unbelievable. The stories I'd love he has, to talk bro, to him. Like, yeah, the stories he has are crazy, bro. Everything. I can't even imagine. Um, that would be so cool. Yeah, I mean, Be More Music was like like open format DJs weren't playing like house music. You know, we'd play some up tempo stuff. There was like a Missy song, lose control, you know, something like yeah. that. But be more was our sort of um, path into dance music and playing that up tempo music and in Vegas, it's, especially and stuff like that. It sounds like EDM now. It sounds like what EDM yeah. is going towards now. That's what be more was. It was a bunch of hip hop influence, high energy music. That's all right. it really was. And like DJs yeah. like uh, Blackstar, Blackstar was able to make oh. a name for himself in Baltimore and then start DJing for or start producing for MIA. But bro, when yeah. I say he was the number one guy in Baltimore for the like him, Rod Lee, uh, yeah. even Scotty B, even like a like a King Tut, like it was a bunch of DJs like that were coming and making a name for themselves and producing and just putting out their own tracks. And like his his records translated so well because you know what i mean it was melodic he, he added melodies to to club music so he was just able yeah. just to to help you know what i mean it became world music for him and right it started in baltimore it did a lot a lot of stuff started in baltimore that people might not know so i think it's, it's dope <laughs> to tell that history and uh it's so cool that you got your start there and and look how crazy your path has been you know like all over the place like you're someone that that you're you're the type of dj that can pretty much do anything in the sense of play so many different types of gigs and parties. And you've had experience doing the biggest tour dates probably all over the globe mixed with the most high profile events, but also the most pop in Vegas parties, but also coming from the be more and knowing the underground dance thing. And then now doing your A&R stuff and being able to listen to it with those type of ears. So that goes back to what I was saying in the beginning that you are such a, beneficial partner for for anyone to have i feel like in the a and r space because of the amount of experience that you have in that world and and real like action that you've been able to to do with it yeah because it's so. like it's not like i went to school bro and learned like right and like oh i'm gonna be an a and r it's not something you yeah. can just go to school for and like and intern at a label no that my like my my experience is my experience you know what i mean my yeah. experience is priceless so you know what i mean the dj a dj is the best a and r in my in my yeah, opinion I agree. Like, even like yeah. even like sycamore one of the top a and r's he was a dj first like you know what right. i mean he like it comes from that it comes from just being um with the people being on the ground level knowing like knowing what's going on knowing what's hot yeah there's so many DJs, that, I mean, so many A&Rs that were amazing DJs. I mean, the first guest I ever had on this show is this guy, Miles Beard, and he's, he, you know, he's a DJ, and he's an amazing A&R now, and he works with Mike Karen, and he worked with Ben mm, Madagi, dope. and like all these people that all, you go to their house, and there's still a ton of vinyl, you know, even though they're mm. very successful in the music business now and doing A&R stuff. So it's uh, that's a skill, and that's something that a lot of DJs can probably should think about as like a, a path to go into eventually, you know? Um, and like I said, you've, you've done so many different kinds of events. You even got to DJ Barack Obama's uh, inauguration, right? 
Uh, I did one of like the weekend. I did one of those parties at right, uh, one of them at love. Yeah, I love at love nightclub. I th- it was the weekend Crazy. that Jay Z did. Uh, My president is black. Like same weekend. Wow. So it was this. It was this stuff like that. I remember me and my um, I mean me like that college party that we were doing. We we were the yeah. first people to, to 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 book Drake for so far gone. Like ten thousand dollars, bro. Ten thousand dollars to book Drake. <laughs> oh, two thousand and nine on my birthday party. Like wow, this is stuff that we were. This is stuff I was doing before, like I was like, you know what I mean, before I got on tour and I'm I'm thinking in my head, oh, I'm at the top of the world, like, oh, it, nothing's gonna be bigger right. and better than this. And then <laughs> I meet Justin. Like I get I get on with Justin, I realize I'm I don't know nothing. Like I realized I, I didn't know. know anything. So that was a whole learning experience. Like being a hip hop DJ and then being thrown in the pop world. And I never listened to pop. Like I didn't even really know what it was, didn't really understand it. And at the end of the day, it's just the, the, the biggest and the best popular music. That's all pop is from right. every genre. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, whatever is the most popular in any genre is pop music. So, yeah. This is a learning, you know, learning curve. And I figured it out. And that just goes from linking up and hanging out with other DJs and just, you know, knowing the lay of the land. Like, you know what I mean? Going to different shows and watching like Ayaz perform and Jason Derulo perform. And, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, okay, cool. This is what people want to hear in these, in, in these environments. Right. Yeah, exactly. We know what will work and what won't work and DJed for so many different types of people, you know, age and race and, you know, whatever different kinds of people that that we know kind of what is universal. I mean, music is the thing that brings everybody together. That's what D nice really showed and showed how powerful DJs are is was that music was connecting everybody that was going through the same thing around the whole world. And we were universal language. Yeah, it's the, it's the most important universal language. I feel like is music. It ties everything together, and if you really yeah. think about it, it's just it's just frequencies. It's like weird frequencies yeah. that make people yeah. feel and have emotion. If you really think about it, yeah, you're right. It's crazy. Yeah, just sound waves and frequencies that can give people right. that, feeling. It can make you happy. It can make you sad. It could make you tired. It could wake you up. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's crazy like that. You know, as humans, like the way it affects us. Um, and, um, and, and you mentioned like, so you, how did you meet Justin? Like you said you were with him since his second show. Did you just get a call? Oh, like, kind of, kind of, it was kind of like that, bro. I graduated from a guy that I went to school with, dropped out of school early and, and cause he okay. wanted to, he had opportunity to DJ for, um, remember Sammy, remember, uh, I like the way you move uh, like the old song back in the day, Sammy. You remember? Yeah, no? yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, not. So anyway, I don't so know. Sammy, no, Sammy, actually, I'll tell you the truth. I don't remember that. <laughs> well, when you look up, when you look it up, his his name was uh, Prince Sammy or whatever. Sammy. So okay. Sammy started. He started having. Uh, he started to drop music as like I guess as an adult, not as a kid anymore. And he came okay. to our school for a college campus. My friend left, like literally dropped out of college and started working for him. And oh, okay. he told me that any opportunity, any opportunity that I find, like, I'm gonna put you on. I'm just like, all right, cool. And I'm, you know, when someone tells you that you never really believe it, like, uh, yeah. whatever my boy, my, yeah, my boy, uh, Boogie, DJ Boogie, Brian Marsh, um, he's in Atlanta right now too. So one day okay. I graduate school, my parents are fighting me like, Oh, what are you going to do? Like, we didn't send you to school to be a DJ. And I'm like, oh, okay, well I'm a DJ. So y'all going to have to live <laughs> with it. Like I'm going to have to figure it out. So I, um, I remember just getting a call randomly from a scooter's assistant and oh um so and so um uh, ryan must have referred you to this uh to uh to usher's assistant 
and Usher's assistant told us about you. Uh, we have a new artist named Justin Bieber. Like, my, and I've already been, I was kind of already aware of Justin because I, I had a blog back in college called College Radio. It's just like a music blog, like you're one, of, you know, what I mean, like a general music blog. So we used to post right. about Bieber early in the day. So oh, okay. So like, imagine posting about, uh, you know, posting about someone and then literally getting a call to work for them. So they gave me a call. It was just like, hey, like, do you mind coming out and working with Justin? Like, uh, it's not a lot of money that we can pay you, but we can take care of your flight, hotel, give you per diem. You know what I mean? Um, it's the second show. And I'm just like, yeah, send me. Like, I'm, I'm down. But I never, boarded, I never boarded a flight before. Like, we used to drive everywhere on the East Coast. So I never flew a plane before. So I missed my <laughs> first flight not knowing how to, you know what I mean? Like, I booked, right. you know, I packed a huge bag as if I was about to be on the road, road, but it was only <laughs> one date. And it, they, they basically said, like, you know, if he likes you, then, we'll, you know, I mean, they'll keep you. Like, you just have to do your thing. My audition was our show. Like, we never practiced. We never did anything together. So I, I land. They meet me at the airport. I didn't have any music. I downloaded all the music and, like, a, uh, I think, like, it, the show was at a, uh, like, a, uh, what's it called again? Like, a water park. So I went oh, into wow. like the manager. I went into like the manager's office. Got the Wi-Fi. Downloaded all the music. Right, right. Coming to the dressing room, like it's literally me, Bieber, Jason Derulo's across. Like everyone, all the artists are sharing one room. So it's like <laughs> imagine seeing like a bunch of artists who are like you know what I mean up and coming, like just trying to make a name for himself, all in one room, just trying to get their craft together before this big big show. Yeah. <laughs> so me and Justin are just going through the set list. We figure out a set list. I started, um, yeah, I downloaded, I downloaded, I downloaded music, me and him. I, bro, like, just like any, just like any DJ would just get prepared for a show. Oh, you need explosions? I got explosions. Like, you need this? Right. I got this. Like, like let's yeah. put a show together. I want to say Swag Surfing was the hot record. And he, and his choreography, he was Swag Surfing in his choreography. So I took part of the record, added it to the end of one time. That's the show. Let's go. Ah, see, so we, DJ, we, we get hey, DJ brain. DJ, yeah, bro, we, we get him. We do a sound check. I don't know what the fuck. I don't even know what that sound check is. He don't. He don't know what it sounds like. We don't know. We don't know what we're doing. So I'm like, all right, Crazy. let's figure it out. Like, does the guitar yeah. sound good? It sounds good. You sound good on the mic. Sound, all right, my DJ stuff is working. Let's let's figure it out. And yeah, first show, first show. Like, it just went so well, bro. Like, it went so well. Like, uh fans started chasing us from the stage to to the to the dressing room they're banging on the windows banging on the doors and i'm just like this is gonna Crazy. be something like yeah and that was the first show that was the first show so i'm just like all right cool i hope they like me i get a text message from my boy like yo you killed it everyone loves you and i'm just like oh, finally and then <laughs> i i don't know when the next date's gonna be so i just kind of just right. i mean i get back home and then i get a call from scooter and then they're just like hey next show is in canada so we need you to get a passport and I'm like, I don't even know how to get a passport. <laughs> just like, You're like, I just, just went like, on my first plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally, I, didn't, I don't know nothing. I've never been out the country before. Any, nothing, bro. <laughs> never crazy. did anything. So it's just, I was so green, bro. Like, mind you, I'm thinking I've done everything. Like, I just did this. I just did that. Like, right. I think I, I think I know everything. It's just like you realize it's levels to, to situations. So right. I finally get, I get my passport. I meet, meet Justin out in Nova Scotia, Canada, bro. And we do a show, Acon's the headliner, and we were just one of the opening acts. And I literally watched Justin, like, you know, he's doing covers. Like, his big thing at the time was was covers. So right. he's just sound checking. He starts singing Heartless by Kanye, and I'm just like, this boy's voice is so pure. Like, it was so, like, you know what I mean? It was just so good. And Right, right. And this made me realize I already know what we were about to get into. Like, this is going to be a fun ride. Yeah. So 
Yeah, so that's we've been crazy, friends man. Since. What a great story. That's 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 great. And that just proves like do your best, be a good person, you know what I mean? Like you trust your instincts like you did and uh yeah. things It's not go. about it's like I wasn't the you know what I mean? It's not like I'm the best DJ in the world, but I was the right person for that job, if that makes sense. And like and, and that's, totally makes and that's sense. what and that's what that's what that like that that made me realize it's not all about skills, about being a people person. It's also about yes. like how do you talk to other people? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. are you able to be in certain rooms and, and interact with everybody? And that's kind of what being a DJ is. Like like we always talked about earlier, is just being able to reinvent yourself, being able to adapt. You know yeah. what I mean? Like not being right. not being um like you know what I mean not being so uh stubborn in our yeah. ways like being able to be open and that's kind of like what I was doing like so I, all right so I'm in the pop world like, let me start doing pop remixes let me start doing things that are in this pop world that would translate for my crowd you know what I mean like uh I'm on tour yeah. let me film everything let me film everything like I had a flip cam my parents got me let me just film what we're doing let me just film everything I started filming every show and putting things up on YouTube makes, you know, I have a popular YouTube page now. So I, all right, let, right. Me, uh, let me show people what it is to DJ for a pop star. Like what happens? Like you see this, yeah. this is what's happening on, on the side. This is backstage stuff. This is, uh, you know, what we do on days off. This is my party. This is my life. And I right. kind of just started my YouTube page from there because it's just like, I need to document this. Like I really need to document what I'm doing because things are getting bigger and bigger day by day. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, you're always ahead of the game. Like, when I met you, you were already deep in doing the YouTube things. And like you said, you were you had a blog in college writing about Justin Bieber even before you met him, before he was even mm -hmm. doing big shows, you know. And uh, I feel like you have a good sense for for what's in the future a little bit. You know what I mean? And to work on it. And, that, and that's something that, that helps a lot. Um, that's uh wow that's a crazy story though so cool and it's it's just great to see that the beginning of that story to now today and where mm -hmm. you are working with him and how it truly is like family and you know what i mean it wasn't just like yeah, oh that was this cool thing i got to do like it's built up into this huge part of your life now he's loyal man he's a loyal kid really really yeah, has had my like back it. for a long time and he's and he's believed in me like he's always like trusted my opinion and took it in right. so and vice versa. So, and then like, you know what I mean? Like I've, I've been with him since he was 14. He's what? 27, almost 28. Like, right. You know what I mean, that's a long time to know somebody. So now we're yeah, like, for you know sure. I mean? we're comfortable with each other. We know each other very well. Like we, we just mesh well. So, and it helps with music. Cause now when you're making music, like you trust my opinion, you trust my ear. And that's yeah. half, that's half the battle. Like now I just got to come with good stuff. Like make sure that I'm ahead of my game. Like I can't right. be stagnant. Yeah, like, this is a great project. So now it's like, okay, what's next? Like, this is a great right. project that we're doing. This is cool. So like, now how do we push the culture forward? Yeah, like, what's next? totally. Right, and then and eventually uh, be back on tour in the in the world doing things once we're safe <laughs> back out there. Feels like it's coming. Um, maybe next. I mean, year, that's the, who yeah. knows, but. And I love it. Like, I love the fact that I'm still his. Like, I'm still DJing for him as well. So it's right. like I'm I'm performing these records that I help make make you know made with them like and yeah that's like probably the one like i'm gonna be on stage literally performing records that i helped put together and was a part of and like know the whole vision and know the meeting behind records and that's gonna be the feeling that i, I i'm i can't wait to hit yeah that's huge that's gonna be the ultimate like chills on stage like i can't believe mm -hmm. this is all coming together i mean that's that's definitely the next level 
I love so hearing cool. Peaches on the radio. I love hearing Peaches on the radio. I love hearing other people play it. Like I went to Houston and right when I walked into like Bottle Blonde, Peaches is on. I'm just like Amazing. And this is what and this is what you this is what we did it for. This is, you know what I mean? This is like yeah. you doing a mix like doing a mix in your house and then like you're like, okay, this is dope. I think this is gonna work. And then you do it live and it works. Like you're just like, oh like you know what I mean? That's that's what <laughs> yeah. us as DJs, that, that's what we do it for. Like we do it for that yeah. moment, for that. That's what we're addicted to. We're only we're addicted to that right there. <laughs> yep, totally. Do you have any like uh crazy I know it's kind of generic thing, but any tour stories that really stand out in your mind? Either be obviously you've gone a lot of places with him, but I know as just Tay James, the DJ, I mean you've traveled the world doing some amazing gigs too. Um, is there anything that stands out in your mind that you just couldn't believe, bad or good, or just crazy place you never thought you'd be? Um, I remember I I, I was in um Lebanon. Uh, wow. I, I did a I did a um I did a gig out there in Beirut. And and like my manager calls me, he's like, "Hey, uh, we got like a request for you to like it's a last second gig, but it's in India." And I was just like, "I mean, I've been to, I've been to India like once by myself." Um, he was like, "Do you want to like do you want to go like do you want to go like?" I'm just like, right. I mean, like I'm already over here in this side of the world. Like I, I don't know, it's Christmas time. Why not make pick up some extra cash and get more gifts for the fan? Like why not? Yeah. I'm already here. Like like I'm already over here in this side of the world. Yeah. I'll go. So like the, the when I went to India before, like it was definitely on tour. So it's set up different, you know, security car. It's all set up differently. Like, yeah, of I course. got there, you know, I get there on my own by myself. It's like the total, <laughs> the totally different, totally different experience, man. Like, oh shit. Yeah. You know I mean? Like it's like a total, it's like, all right, cool. But it's like, I, I told myself, I'm like, yo, when I got off the plane, I was like, I, I mentally prepare myself. Like, Hey, it's not going to be what it was before. Be prepared right to deal with a language barrier be prepared to deal with like uncertainty be prepared to deal with whatever happens and yeah. i land bro my bag is lost oh, <laughs> like it's God. like everything like literally no. like limity snake like a limity snake is a series of unfortunate <laughs> events happened to me my whole time in india and no. the, literally the only thing that 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 made it right was the parties were were amazing it was just you know what i mean it was like the fans right. were there it was it was a night like i was able to like let it all go through djing and yeah. and made my and made my experience and made my weekend ten times like better just because playing music was easier. You know what I mean? Like I was just like I was so mad at other stuff that when I was able to start DJing, like I let everything just go. And yeah. then it was just like you know what? I'll figure out my bag later. Like you know what I mean? If I lose it, I lose it. Like it's in India right. somewhere. But this off top, bro, I was just sitting there like man. <laughs> or um, That's I remember crazy. I did a I did a party um. I did a party at Tape London. Um, it was yeah. like it was the Brits. It was the Brit Awards going on, so everybody's in town, and I'm DJing at, at Tape. Uh, Justin pulls up, and it's already a, like a lit night, like crazy. Right. Everyone's in there having a good time. I'm playing music, and then next thing you know, you see the crowd, the split. Like you see the crowd, the split, and then Rihanna walks in. Like oh, okay. when I tell you, like right, when I tell you, <laughs> Rihanna walks in, you just like. And I'm just like, man, as a DJ, I'm about to do my thing. I cannot yes. wait. I was like, I cannot. Bro, when I tell you, I just started this. It, it, every mix was like effortless, like effortless. Like, you know what I mean? Everything was yeah. just clicking. I'm doing right. like, I'm, I'm I'm throwing on diamonds, acapella, and then putting hypnotized Biggie behind it. I'm just doing every single mix. Is Rihanna here and Bieber here. So I got two people I got to please. Right. So I'm like, That's you know what I mean? I'm, I'm doing live remixes to Justin Music. I'm doing live stuff to Rihanna. I'm playing reggae, playing Afrobeats. Right. 
playing London Grime. And I'm talking, we did not leave that party till like 5 a.m. Like, everybody <laughs> stayed till 5 a.m. And those that's are, and that's, you know what I mean? This is the stuff that's not Because you did your thing, though. That's that's when you got to step up to the plate. Like, this is what I've been working towards. And she listens yeah, he, to DJs. And I'm sure Bieber does. does, too. So uh, they know what's up with the music. And, like, I was just in my zone, bro. Like, I didn't, like, you know what I mean? This is in my zone. Like, this happy yeah. is killing it. And that was, that's probably one of my, my, like, best events. Or even, like, New Year's Eve when we did New Year's Eve at uh, Fountain Blue. And like yeah. I had to go DJ for I had to DJ before Justin came on for like an hour and a half for everybody. And oh, okay. talk about like usually like you know sometimes you might have little jitterbugs because it's like okay this is a big stage I'm by myself you might feel a little yeah. it's just really like you're just anxious to get on. When I yeah, tell you I didn't have I was so in the zone that I did not have any of that. <laughs> yeah, bro, oh, when wow. I tell you I, I hopped on I hopped up on stage Don Julio bottle right next to it <laughs> next to me I went up there and put my <laughs> headphones on first song this is this is how we do it let's go like i'm just like i just went straight <laughs> in bro oh yo justin calls me he calls me in the middle of the performance from like his suite like you're killing it let's go i'm on my way down like i'm on my way down <laughs> so like moments like that is what you like is what i like live for because they're like priceless yeah. moments that like you know what i mean and as a dj it's just like what's what's the biggest stage you want to be on like how do you connect like how can you have people remember you and that's all i try to do and then it translates like as being an A&R, like I'm trying to pick the best music. Like, how can we yeah. help push things forward? Like, we're not followers over here. This, You know what I mean? Like, how do we yeah. change music? How do we help? Like, bro, it's so much 808 going on. It's so much trap going on that people forgot what a guitar sounds like. You see what I'm saying? Right. People forgot what yeah. like live bass sounds like. Like, people forgot that because totally. there's so much 808, so much trap. It's so much this, it's so much that going on that it's you forgot so what actual music sounds like. And that's something that we wanted to start and attack. Like, you know what I mean? There's other music out here and yeah. You know what I mean? That's what justice. That's why I love justice because it's like, it's literally everything, like everything that you want on a project is there. Oh, it is. That's what I was saying in the beginning, like so many different genres and influences and everything coming through, but with the happy ish vibe, you know what I mean? The, the not Mm -hmm. dark sounding sounds and, um, but there's something for everybody on there. Um, that's so cool. Those stories are amazing. Like that's, uh, you know, the, the New Year's Eve, you were just in like Superman mode where you're like, I got this. I've been built yeah. up. I'm ready to go. I got this. Like, like, let's do it. Like I've been doing this. I'm, no, I'm not even worried about it. Like I already know what's about to happen. And yeah, we got it. Dope. Um, well, uh, oh, and also you have, like I said in the beginning, like you have a bunch of other projects that you do too, right? Like you have other businesses that you're involved in and other projects. Mm-hmm. Do you want to mention any of those? I'm working on a, uh, I'm working with a, with a company named Polite and we're doing a, a vegan sneaker, which is pretty, oh. pretty dope. Like a yeah. complete, uh, s- sustainable sneaker. And I've been working on that for like the last year and a half and it should be coming out. Uh, let's so oh. I'm hoping, I don't want to give a time frame, but soon let's say like, right. Before, before summer, summer really hits, I should have that shoe out. And I've been working with um, a company called Purple Brand. They, um, they're killing it in the denim space right now. And yeah. we're just working together. I'm, I'm working with them and help create their shoe line. So it's like, what, what I found in the pandemic was, it's just like, all right, cool. What do I like? I wrote down a list of everything I liked. And, and like, okay, cool. If I like shoes, why don't I start a shoe? Why don't I make my own shoe? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I like jeans. I like I like clothes. Why don't I get like, why don't I, I, I position and put myself with a clothing company that I, I, I'm in line with and then right. work with them and like build those relationships. And that's all I 
been doing because as you know half the job is this relation you don't get booked off off of being a good dj you get booked right. off of being cool with everybody it has nothing yes. to do with your talent really talent is just yeah. the icing on the cake that's how you keep the job but if you're cool with everyone if you have relationship with everyone like people would rather work with their friends than work with someone that they have to work with you know what yeah. i mean like that's so, so, so that's something and that's something that i've been able to you know what i mean learn and also get better at throughout the years like like i have friends i have friends everywhere i got friends in australia i got a good group of friends in 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 europe like germany london i got good friends in in japan like i have i, I built up a friend network everywhere so i'm connected everywhere so and like i rather work with friends on business instead of just working with a business you know what i mean like right. i'd rather work for with my, sure. my homeboy on something than somebody that's trying to use me for my influence or use me for my for my, my social currency it's just like no nah, this is my yeah. friend i'm not it's not work right it's just like you know what i mean like yeah. djing it's not work this is fun like this is fun it's right. not it's not it's not weird and that's all it is so i was able to focus on some things that some passion projects i wanted to work on and i had time to actually work on it throughout the pandemic like it, it made sense right oh that's dope i can't wait to check it out are you vegan also or is- uh i'm not vegan but <laughs> okay i didn't know if that was why you're doing the shoe i'm not either i just and and i'm all for it but uh uh no no it's, it's not even it's not a yeah it's no offense to vegans it's not about it's just something it's just creating something sustainable that and you know yeah. I mean, using recycled products the whole brand uses recycled products to make their 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 stuff so it's just like no, nothing was killed making the shoe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. It's, yeah. And that's, and that's what it's like. No cruel, like no cruelty was allowed making the shoe. And that's kind of what sucked me in. It has nothing, really nothing to be like to do with being a vegan. It was more so something that's sustainable, something that people can all tap in with. Like, you know what I mean? Something that doesn't really hurt the earth, but help helps the earth. So yeah, I'm into all of that. And if I'm making, if I'm working on world music, why not work on a world shoe? Like that's kind of how that, my thought in my head was yes exactly bring the bring the global mindset all together <laughs> with that exactly but I, I know i always did think that was funny like people would be so vegan but then wearing like leather shoes and have a purse and then their car is all leather on the inside and every part mm-hmm. of it how many things were killed for every other thing you're doing but you're like i can't eat yeah that. you know and not to take no, away I'm- i mean that's that's great whatever they want to do but but i just uh that's interesting you know that you do it like that that's dope well um i just, I just get... having a piece of you know a piece of everything yeah. like music is always is always the vehicle to get you to the next situation or the next destination totally and yeah and like it's why not why not have my hands in, in entertainment as well so like fashion yeah. entertainment music it's all one game at the end of the day yeah so Oh yeah, for sure. And I think And I'm not spinning. All... I'm done I'm done I'm done spinning a thousand dollars on shoes. I'm done doing all of that. I'm not I'm wearing my own shoe. <laughs> like yeah. what, I'll just wear my own shoe. I'll just wear my own shoe. You could wear your own shoe and play your own song on the stage with your own band. And <laughs> that's where you're on your way to. Um so that's that's gonna be a really good feeling. That's yeah, bro. Honestly, I say it again. This truly blessed bro grateful to be in the position i'm at i'm in um like i'm happy for like i'm just i'm happy to have people in my life that you know to help me mentors in my life to help me like even like meeting you bro back in the day with uh with edwin phenom my, yeah. my bro like yeah like, even like even edwin like like the guys like like you guys are like we're all part of a group of fr- like we're like a friend network group like you know what i mean we all tap in yes. with each other we all help each other out 
and that's part of being a DJ and you know what I mean? Keeping the relationship strong and, and, and making sure that you support one another. And that's part of what being a DJ is. So like, thank you too, bro. Like you've inspired me plenty of times. Everyone has inspired me plenty of times. And we just got to keep that going. We got to keep passing the ball back to each other and, and giving right. people their roses while they're still alive. Honestly, that's what we have to do. Yeah, exactly. Yo, thank you. I appreciate you saying that and, and all the kind words. And I know I, I hit Edwin. I was like, yo, you introduced us. And he's like, I did? I'm like, yeah, you, you don't remember? Like, yeah, we were, the, you, we were the Cheesecake Factory, Edwin. <laughs> I, that's exactly what I said. I said, we were the Cheesecake Factory in Sherman Oaks. Um, I know. I, I He's he's connected so many people that he I don't even think he remembers. You know, he flies around the world connecting every DJ. And I think that's mm. something cool about at DJ City and Beat Source and the whole culture of it is that uh all the people are doing it for the right reasons and and exactly we're all here for each other so and as djs we're all this like dj family all the people that do it for the right reasons know it and and are cool with mm -hmm. each other and even if we don't talk for years it's like all right we're back like we could talk about things and if anyone needs help like anything you would ever need like i'd be here for you you know and like it's it, it like we're all just kind of like in in the same circle, like you said, because so. we're, we're we're all we're all in it together at the end of the day. Like, yeah, even like yeah. We're, we're all in it. Everyone plays a, a part in yeah. this situation. Like, yeah, DJ DJs play a part in the world. Like, it's there for a reason. Like, like we're curators of music. You know what I mean? We're yep. literally party psychologists. Like, that's what we are. Yes. So this is You're right. this is really this is really needed for the world. So like, how how do we play our part? How do we help? How do we help affect the world in a positive way? And yeah, that's that's us being DJs. That's us, you know. That's why there's the Twitch community. That's why there's the Instagram Live community. That's why yeah. there's people like the A and R's. That's why there's you know, what I mean, the DJs do it, like the playlist DJs. There's people who don't even know how to DJ DJ, but they can make amazing <laughs> playlists. Like, yeah. I tip my yeah, hat off to sure. people like that. It's like, you know, what I mean, if you can make an amazing playlist, that's something that some people can't do because you just know yeah. that your 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 love for music and your and the history of music that you have in your head is translating in another way. So I tip my head off to those. There's, there's aux core DJs. There's a lot of those out there, and you got to you yeah. got to respect them too. Like you know what I mean? Like, it yep. all plays a part at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, man, you told us so much. Uh, got so much insight into everything you you've been doing and that you're going to do. And um, it's it's just cool to see how the way you told every story. You were like, oh, this was it. I was on top of the world. And then there's always another step to go it's up another, to. You know what I mean? Level, so it's always another level, bro. It's like bro. some people might look at you and think, oh, he's he's at the top. And it's like, I feel like you have this infinite staircase that you just don't know where it's going to go. You know what I mean? It's like it's got clouds in front of it right now. And you have to keep climbing. You're going to get to the next and the next. And it's just so cool I to mean, see. As you know, bro, it's this. You, you always just want to strive to be better than what you were the year before. And that's all it really is. It's not like I never, I try to set goals and I just try to, you know what I mean? I try, like I low key set like 10 year goals, but when I'm 20, I'm thinking, I was thinking about 30. Like, you know right. what I mean? When I got to 30, I started thinking about 40. So it's yeah. just like, all right, cool. You set goals for yourself and you just stay true to yourself. And it's, that's all you can really do, especially in this world. It's unpredictable. Like no one predicted the world to shut down. Right. So, like, what's gonna? Yeah. So, what's gonna happen? Are you? What are you gonna do when the world shuts down? Are you gonna just, you know, sit in bed and look at yourself in the mirror? Are you gonna get to work? Are you gonna be able to? Are you gonna pivot? Are you gonna reinvent yourself? Are you gonna figure out a new way to get this yeah. done? And that's and that's all that happened. 
Yeah. But I've been doing this my whole life, though. I've been doing this my whole life. So it was just a yes, new way have. to do it. Yeah. No, you have been doing it your whole life. I mean, that's that's what we heard today. And like, I'm I'm just excited to just keep watching your journey and and see what what's what's next. Like you said no, before, that. you know, yeah. Um, well, you got any other? I mean, you've basically told us so much and so much inspirational stuff. But if you got any more uh, messages for the DJs out there listening, you know, could tell them before we get out of here, and also where they could find you online and stuff. Oh, follow me at, uh, at DJ T James. Um, and honestly, I just for any DJ for anybody that's up and coming as a DJ, just stay true to yourself, stay true to the craft and the culture. Like believe in yourself and, and just know that it's all about timing. Just like DJing a party, it's all about timing and song selection. It's the same thing with your career. It's just about timing and striking when you need to strike and being there when you need to be there. That's that's literally all it is. And it sounds easier than, you know, said and done, but you know what I mean? Like God, God places things in, in your universe for a certain reason. You know what I mean? So like you can't rush, you can't rush to get there. You just got to let it happen. And that, that's, that's literally what I've been doing my whole career. Like, you know what I mean? I would see other people, I would see something that I want, I want it or oh, I need this and it's not ready for me to have. Like, it's not my time. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Right. This wasn't my time. Like I wanted Vegas, but I wasn't ready for Vegas. You feel me? Like I didn't know how to yeah. play Vegas. Until you get to Vegas and you crash and burn in Vegas and you're just like, I wasn't prepared for this. You know what exactly. I mean? You know what I mean? Like it happens, but you have to go through it. Like you have to, you just got to just trust your struggle. That's one thing I'll say. Just trust your struggle and know that it's going to get you out of something. I love that. That's, that's, that's like such a great saying, trust your struggle and, uh, and, and believe in the timing of things in the same way as DJs. If we drop the record at the wrong time, it will not go good. And if you force something, mm -hmm. it's not going to work. So the same thing's going to happen in your life and you have to, uh, trust the timing and, and, but be open to it and be ready for it. So I think those are like great universal life lessons to DJs and to everybody and trust your struggle is a perfect way to put it. Um, so yo, thank you for coming on the 20 podcast, man. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you so much, bro. Let's, uh, let's kick it soon. Honestly, let yeah. me know when you're free. For sure. Cool. I'll hit you uh, after this. Now that I know we live so close too, we could, uh, we could get up down the street, bro. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. All right, cool. Well, yo, right, thanks for coming on the show. I will, uh, I'll talk to you soon. All let right. me know what you need. I got you, bro. Peace. Okay. You too. Peace. All right, another great episode in the books. Huge thank you to Tay James for coming on the 20 podcast. Uh, we learned a lot from him. I learned a lot from him. I've known him for a while, and some of that stuff I really didn't know. And it is very inspirational. I'm so happy for him to just be leveling up and up and up. And I can't wait to hear and see what he does next. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm DJ Spider. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I will see you soon. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.